Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative and curious. I'm your host, Alexis, and I'm very pleased to have my colleagues, Sheila and Daniel, joining me today. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. At Columbia University, you will find a bronze statue of a cat chained to the railing of a, sta- of a stairway behind it. Some may assume that the cat statue was chained to the railing to prevent theft or stealing, but others believe it may be a statue of a chained cat purposefully. Originally, the cat was not chained. That is how the artist made it. But after years of the statue being chained to a railing, it can now be known as the, ca- the chained cat. So the question is, is the chain part of the artwork? I personally think we have to understand aesthetics before jumping into this question. Aesthetics are objects that prompt valuable aesthetic emotion inside us. So when we eat a tasty meal, see a pretty painting, hear our favorite song, etc. Aesthetics help us make our decisions when purchasing or choosing objects. Do we like the color of a certain paint, the smell of a perfume, the feel of the fabric, etc. So why do people perceive the chain on the cat as part of the artwork? Aesthetics. Maybe they feel a certain way when looking at the chain. They think the chain adds to the beauty of the artwork. It all depends on the experience of that specific viewer. Some people believe that the intention of the artist is extremely important and that we should not perceive the artwork in any manner that the artist did not intend. A historical figure that strongly believed in this was Leo Tolstoy. He believed that the artist made the art that way for a reason, to communicate feelings or messages to the viewer, and that it shouldn't be disrupted. Let's talk about this. In my experience, aesthetics has also been defined as critical reflection on art, culture, and nature. Judgment of aesthetics value rely on our ability to discriminate a sensory, at a sensory level, but they usually go beyond that. Judgments of beauty are sensory, emotional, and intellectual all at once. According to Immanuel Kant, beauty is objective and universal. In other words, we can say that some things are beautiful to everyone, but there's a twist to it, how the viewer interprets the art. This might be because of the viewer's background, cultural education, etc. In this case, talking about the captive cat, the viewers didn't necessarily know whether the chain was intended by the artist or added by the university. Either way, once you see the chain, it will probably change the viewer's perspective of the statue, creating a new context that changes your impression of the work. Well put. I'm glad that you brought up Immanuel Kant's argument. I also believe that beauty is objective and universal, and aesthetics are, of course, a large part of beauty. Beauty and art both bring pleasure to the viewer, as should aesthetics. But what, what about you, Danny? I think aesthetics is something that depends on who you are as a person, kind of like what Sheila said. So you won't think something is attractive as much as, let's say, your mother would, or for example, someone in the USA wouldn't think someone in Indonesia wouldn't, sorry, wouldn't think something someone in Indonesia would think is attractive. A modern example of this would have to be societal beauty standards, specifically for women. Everywhere around the world, countries have different standards for women in regards to their looks. In Africa, usually curvier and larger women are seen as more attractive since in their culture that demonstrates fertility. 
However, in Eastern Asia, the thinner a woman is, the more attractive they are seen to be, since that's what's believed to be truly feminine or dainty over there. But of course, this does not apply to every person from these places, because like I said before, everyone is different. This is usually what just what fashion companies or higher ups try to drill into their consumers head to make them buy their clothes anyway. But I know here in the United States, beauty standards differ from even state to state. A Texan might prefer a blue eyed blonde woman over a Latina. Here in Florida, the Latina might be seen as prettier though. So this is really just me putting down on the table an example of what aesthetics really is about. There's no universally set pretty because everyone sees pretty differently. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And you you both had great perspectives. I agree with you, Danny. I feel like aesthetics can be interpreted differently from person to person, depending on factors such as age, where you're from, the person interest, et cetera. But while on the topic of aesthetics, I also feel like the word has been misused a lot in recent times, specifically in fashion. Now, trust me, this ties in later. And yes, of course, fashion is a form of art, but there have sort of been these subcategories created around the word aesthetics to describe style and fashion. I'm sure most of you have heard of cottagecore, goth, or indie. A lot of people call these subcategories aesthetics, but I feel like people forget the actual meaning and definition of aesthetics. Like at the, at the core of this definition, it's still mainly art and philosophy related rather than style and fashion. So the modernization and misconception of the word aesthetic can really confuse people nowadays when it really shouldn't. This is such an important word in art and it shouldn't be so up for interpretation, you know? I completely agree with your point. Nowadays, we see people all over social media showing their aesthetics. From people showing how their rooms are decorated in specific ways, either with pastel colors or neon colors, black, uh, black, all modern and white, or like old antiques, or those girls that style their rooms like princesses, even how they style their, um, their phones. Now with the new updates and widgets, everybody styles their phone in specific categories. Even I did, not gonna lie. I interview my partner about what he thinks aesthetic is, and his answer was a style, a certain way people look, and it has to deal with their attitude. This shows how misunderstood the word aesthetic is, how not all society, because there's still people who know the meaning of aesthetic, but I would say more of the youth part. Social media has changed the way young people see aesthetics. I feel like only a small number of people, and most of them might be artists or something related to art, like an art teacher are the ones who actually know the real meaning of aesthetics. I love that you interviewed your partner. I actually did something similar to that, and I'll share that with you guys in just a moment. But um, what's your take, Danny? I can completely agree with both of you guys, because, I mean, when I was first introduced to just the word aesthetic, it was all the way back when Tumblr was still a popular thing. I doubt that anybody uses it anymore, but I'm just going to share this. So I remember it being that indie aesthetic that everyone used to be into back in around 2016, where we would all wear alien t-shirts and like denim jackets. So yeah, I can definitely say that that word's real meaning has been twisted into something else over the years, since I did experience it firsthand when I was younger. 
even when I was about to go into high school, the visco girl aesthetic was very popular at the time. It was all about having a nice tan, wearing Crocs, owning this one specific brand of water bottle that I won't say for copyright reasons, um, puka shell necklaces, and wearing big t-shirts everywhere. This is just one of the many aesthetic trends, quote unquote, that have gone on over the years. Another thing that I remember being very popular on TikTok specifically was the e-girl aesthetic back in 2020. This was when COVID had just started hitting and everybody was at home. Even I was guilty of hopping onto that bandwagon. This one was more of a watered down version of the emo style, but it's what people saw as quote unquote aesthetic or attractive at the time and it was making people happy. So I guess it does correlate a little bit with the true definition of aesthetics since these trends are what people thought were attractive or cool or they had fun doing them at the time. And aesthetics is a study of what people perceive to be attractive still. It's definitely been morphed into more of an adjective for pretty or nice looking or even trendy rather than describing the study of something. Yeah, that's so funny because I actually remember the Tumblr days to a T. And I remember the e-girl on TikTok. Like, I remember all of those quote-unquote aesthetics. So that's really funny. But moving on, just to show how misconceptualized this word really is, similar to what Sheila did, I asked some of my friends and colleagues from all different majors, keep in mind, some of these are completely unrelated to art. Like, we have criminal justice, pre-med, computer science, all that fun stuff. Um, And I asked them what the word aesthetic means to them. Now, unfortunately, these guests couldn't come onto the show to explain it for themselves, but I'll summarize what each person told me to the best that I can. So the first person that I interviewed was Hannah Hill, whose major is in psychology. Her definition of aesthetics is a theme of something or someone, their personality, how you dress, your style or the style of a room, etc. So Hannah focused a lot on the style or the theme of something or someone like I mentioned before, rather than like the sensory details and, you know, the true definition of aesthetics. I also interviewed Yamila Abed, whose major is in criminal justice. Her definition of aesthetics is the style of someone or their identity, how they identify. She gives an example of her own personal aesthetic. Yamila's aesthetic would be neutral colors, earth tones, calmness, Once again, someone associates the word aesthetic with fashion or style choices, which is a big misconception about the word aesthetic. And the next person that I interviewed is a computer science major. They told me that they believe the word aesthetic doesn't really have a true definition, that it's more of just like a vibe. And I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, Once again, this word is misunderstood when it really shouldn't be. Now, while all of these interviews proved my theory that the word aesthetic has been misconceptualized and modernized over the years, all of these personal definitions are somehow related to art and philosophy, but they're changed just enough to stray completely away from the actual definition. But now that we know the true meaning of aesthetics, how does this relate to the chained cat at Columbia University? I personally think that by looking at the sculpture, the viewer can evoke some sort of emotion or feeling, aka aesthetics. Um, What do you guys think? Well, I agree with you. Everybody sees the world differently, and it is up to the audience to see 
the way they want to see the statue. The statue of the cat is more subjective than objective. When you think of an objective, you think of a piece of art that just by looking at it, you know what it means or what it reflects. The chain cat is more of what people think of why the cat is chained. Basically, an objective piece of art is very straightforward, while a subjective piece of art includes more of people's feelings about it. Some people might interpret the chain cat as a reflection of how in the past, people and animals were slaves and mistreated. Others might see it as a protest of how animals are captivated in zoos. That's about, that's about the emotions of the viewer receives when he sees it. The lay aesthetics philosopher Arthur Danto suggested that he's open to considering the cat's chain as a part of the artwork, but then by what principle do we stop the webs of associations? Basically what he meant is by that is that even though some people are okay with the chain around the cat's neck, others might be opposed to it and might create wrong assumptions about it all over social media or in real life. I really like that you gave sort of an example of what some people might interpret it as, like the um, protesting against the zoos and stuff. I never really even thought of it like that but that's definitely a way that someone could interpret it based on like the feelings and the emotions that they get when looking at that piece of art because I think if you were to just look at the sculpture of a cat by itself you know you just think like oh it's a cat but if you look at it with the chain around its neck that can totally evoke a completely different feeling so I'm really glad that you brought that up and um also you brought up the big question when does the artwork actually end? <laughs> if we count the chain as art, it's connected to the railing, which would also be considered art. And then the railing is connected to the floor, which would also then be considered art and so on and so on. So this is why so many people struggle to solve the big question, what truly is art? And yes, that's art with the capital A. Tying back into aesthetics, this is heavily reliant on each independent viewer themselves of the art piece. Someone could view the entire stairwell as a piece of art for all we know. I mean, it can be totally different for other people how much of something is the artwork or how little of something is the artwork. Some people might think it's only the cat by itself and nothing else. I feel like it's different for everyone, you know? Yeah. and. Um... Personally, I think that the cat was put in place originally for just the sake of aesthetics since Columbia was the one to put the chain after the cat was made. The university tried to give the artwork meaning by putting the chain, which could signify a multitude of themes, like Sheila said. It may be a protest for animals against zoos, but personally, I think it could have even been a student trying to protest the rigorous expectations of Columbia's academia, since everyone knows that it is indeed an Ivy League school. It's just, it depends on the perspective of the work and who's really looking at it. It may have even just been meant to be nice outdoor decor. Maybe someone just wanted to see a cute cat on their way to class. They decided, oh, let's put a cat here. Or maybe not, or maybe the chain was just put, like said previously, to prevent theft, but who really knows? It all just depends on who is looking at it. So I kind of want to hear your guys' perspectives. I know we talked about different ways that everyone could interpret the statue or the sculpture, 
but I want to hear specifically why you guys think the chain was put on the cap. Oh, I feel like um, the audience will not feel the same things. They like they feel they wouldn't feel the same emotions they feel right now with the chain. I feel like just the cat, people would like pass by and be like, oh, that's a cute cat. Yeah, exactly. but they wouldn't like feel those emotions and they wouldn't think those they wouldn't have that perspective of the cat. Yeah, yeah, If I think it, the chain, the chain could definitely indicate some like angry feelings, um, maybe some like frustration. But yeah, it would definitely be different if you just saw the cat like by itself. You know, I think the chain really, really does add to that that different, you know, strong emotion. Yeah, and I just thought about it for a little bit. So cats are usually seen as very curious creatures, and that they need to be free to really happy I think that's probably why the artists put a cat there specifically maybe yeah. they want to do like the lions in front of libraries I don't know I think it was because cats are really curious creatures and it's a school so learning and curiosity plays a lot into that and again I think it might have been just to prevent theft maybe not it could have been also that Columbia might be putting out a message that might um what's a word for that not to put down but to criticize maybe the yeah. public school system yeah because a lot of people from Colombia they're not usually from that system so maybe they're like hey we should fix this up and the cat with the chain probably is a way of showing how the public system for schools in America kind of undermine people with a more creative outlook on life. That was how yeah. I know. Well, that's a really good point. Like it we've is. kind of covered a bunch of different ways to interpret it. Like it could be like a protest against animals. Like it could kind of show yeah. like how some school systems are a little bit messed up. Like those are, those are some really good interpretations. And I'm sure that some of the viewers of the artwork and the actual sculpture have also felt that way. And, mm -hmm. you know, people may not have felt that way if they just saw the cat on its own, you know? I think the chain yeah. would add, would it, I think the chain is the big part of that. Even though it wasn't argument, intended, you know? it made like a big change on the statue. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. I think you feel more guilty looking at the cat. Like, you kind of feel bad for it. Yeah. I mean... I know I really like cats, so if I walked by a little statue with a cat, I'd be like, oh no, the poor thing, like, why does it have a chain on it? So maybe that was a reason why they put it on. I, I really don't know. There's just, there's too many ways to look at this. Maybe they yeah. were trying to criticize people having cats at home. Who knows? Oh, that's Malibu. true, too. We're only three teenagers, and we have a bunch of assumptions of, of it. So imagine a lot of people that sees it. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of different, like, arguments and interpretations, so. Honestly, it yeah. might have even, because I know Colombia is usually, it's not really occupied by um, people of the younger demographic so much, because a lot of people like to go to another Ivy League and then transfer into Colombia, specifically for law school. I know I I had um, one of my uncles that did that before. Um So Colombia is usually preoccupied by a lot of adults. It might have been criticism to how adults view teenagers, even oh, since yeah. 
mostly adults working and studying at that school they might look down on younger people like cat could be seen as the younger individuals and how they're on a chain with maybe two adults maybe that's why they chained it to the rail of columbia yeah yeah, that's a good point too (laughs) it is but yeah i think ultimately there's just there's a bunch of different ways that you can interpret this and it all falls back into the aesthetics it totally depends on that individual person because like i said just a second ago i mean you can feel completely different emotions from just looking at the cat by itself than looking at the cat with the chain around its neck you know like those can definitely evoke completely different feelings um and i really do think it just it depends on that person and maybe the work wasn't intended to make people feel the way that they feel when looking at the the chain around its neck because like we mentioned the artist didn't originally have the chain around its neck it was just a cat by itself so we don't know if the artist actually intended for people to interpret it like that and like i said some people find it really extremely important to not interpret the art any way that the artist didn't want it to be interpreted but then again we don't know if the artist really would have anything against this you know because this could be a very strong message this can evoke very strong emotions and I think it's really it's a really strong message and I think that we've pretty much solved this case don't you guys think Um, Mm -hmm. Is the chain really part of the artwork or is it simply just to keep the statue from being stolen? That's heavily dependent on the viewer themselves. And today we covered the true meaning of aesthetics and maybe got a little bit closer to answering the big question, what is art? So I want to thank you, Sheila and Danny, so much for joining our podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. And this concludes this episode of Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon, and remember to stay curious.